There's a very moving three-minute video that's been circulating around which won an Oscar award for the best animated video. Uh, the video depicts a situation where a young lady and an elderly man are both on a long train ride. The young lady, she sees that the older man is a standing and she offers him a seat, to which he says, thanks, but my ticket is without a seat. And she tells him that her ticket is also without a seat, but that she's younger and she would be happy to stand. And he sat there, hoping that no one would come and say, that's my seat. And he asks her, how long is it going to be for her to get to her stop? And she says, five hours. And he thanks her and says that, uh, you know, let me know if you get tired. And she says, don't worry. And she proceeds to stand for the next five hours while the other passengers sleep. The ticket collector then comes around after a while and collects tickets from all the passengers. And when he reaches the older man and asks for his ticket, he shows the collector his ticket that is seatless. And nevertheless, the collector stamps his ticket and then proceeds to the lady who has been standing the whole entire time. And her ticket reveals that she actually did have a seat but she didn't want the older man to refuse her offer, so she stood the entire time while he sat. Now, while it was very nice that she secretly gave up her seat for the older man, what happened next was more incredible. The conductor informs her that there's an empty seat in the next car, and she can sit there for the rest of the trip. She reaches up to the storage area and takes her two crutches down and proceeds to the next car, walking along with her crutches. And the clip ends with the statement, the real kindness is when you're ready to give up something that you need yourself. This is a form of self-sacrifice that we should all try to master. Giving up something that would benefit you. You should check out the video, it's pretty heartwarming if you get a chance. The fact that Moshe's name doesn't appear in Parsha's Tetzava certainly stands out in this week's Parsha and demonstrates this idea of self-sacrifice. The Balaturim says that this first and only absence of Moshe's name from a parsha in the Torah since the time he was born is because words matter. Moshe stated when uh, he was pleading for the life of the Jewish people who sinned by the Egel, Vim ayin mecheni nam Don't destroy your people, or else you can just erase me from your book. And the Vilna Gon says that is actually saying erase me me sefer chof meaning the 20th book of the Torah which is Parshas Tetzave so more than just the fact that Hashem followed Moshe's request his name absence is still somewhat puzzling the Gemara Brachos tells us that Moshe's demands were met with Hashem's response of I will forgive the people just like you said salachti kedvarecha so my question is, if Hashem forgave the people, why was it still necessary to erase Moshe's name? Hashem agreed with Moshe that it would not be a good idea to destroy his people. So if Hashem agreed and heard Moshe's argument, wouldn't it have been more appropriate to say that, Moshe, you know, I'm not going to erase your name from my book. I'm going to restore you because I saw how passionate and caring of a leader you are to put yourself out there on their behalf. Interestingly, we also read this parsha the same week as we read Megillus Esther, where the name of Hashem is absent. Aside from the fact that Hashem 
spelled backwards is Moshe, and Moshe spelled backwards is Hashem. What's the connection between the absence of Hashem's name and the absence of Moshe's name? So I'd like to focus on the special relationship that Hashem had with Moshe. We know that Hashem spoke to Moshe Panim El Panim. We further see from the Gemara and Brachas on Daf Lamed Beis, which tells us that Moshe hitiach devarim klapi mila. That basically Moshe was a little bit mechutzaf in the way that he demanded things from Hashem. I believe Hashem did in fact realize that Moshe posed a good argument, and because of his love for Moshe, he removed his own name from Megillus Esther. So the question is, why Megillus Esther? Hashem could have removed his name from any other sefer. So I think that Megillus Esther teaches us something amazing about humility and self-sacrifice. We know that Hashem is capable of creating any miracles at any given moment. He can cause a pandemic to wreak havoc on the world or cause a major freeze in the Deep South. In Megillus Esther, there were no such miracles. Instead, we have a realistic dramatic story where one event led up to another event and ultimately the salvation of the Jewish people. Hashem remembers everything. He saw how Moshe had the fortitude to fight on behalf of the people and remembered Moshe's humility and self-sacrifice. And when you engage in self-sacrifice, you're deserving of rewards. Hashem actually saw a piece of godliness in Moshe and therefore abstained from being mentioned and allowed for a more normal orchestration of the salvation of the Jewish people. No fanfare, no great miracles. That's not what the Jewish people needed at the time. I heard in the name of Rapafer that Moshe was in a sense bottled to Hashem and in essence to the Jewish people. The fact that we don't know the burial place of Moshe to this day is a testament to how Moshe chose to live and how he chose to die. He didn't want his burial place to become a shrine for people to come and plead with him as an intermediary. He saw that everyone could become a Moshe Rabbeinu, and they should speak to Hashem directly through tefillah as opposed to using Moshe himself as an intermediary. One of the places where Chazal say that Hashem is alluded to in Megillah is in the Pasuk of Yavo HaMelech V'Haman Hayom. Let the king and Haman come today, which is in Perak, uh, Perak Hay Pasuk Dalid. This is a strange place to allude to Hashem, but I believe that it's pur- purposeful. When the Jewish people heard that Esther was placed in the palace of Achashverosh, they must have been pretty excited that they had an ally or they had an intermediary in the palace. However, when they heard that she was inviting the king and Haman to a party, they no longer felt that they had her there to help, so they had nowhere else to turn to but Hashem. And this idea is mentioned too in the Gemara Megillandaf, uh, Tess Zion. And this further attests to the amazing connection between Hashem and Moshe. Just as Moshe didn't want people praying to him, Esther didn't want people relying solely on her ability to intervene, and thus the absence of names. And this was self-sacrifice. Purim is an ace rutzen, and a great time for us to engage in self-sacrifice, whether it's through tefillah or through giving tzedakah, and to humble ourselves as Moshe and Hashem humbled themselves with their absence from Parshas Tetzaveh and Megillus Esther. Afreilchem Purim, Purim Sameach, have a wonderful Shabbos.